Well, good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to another edition of This Week in the Bush League, hosted by the Chief and the Champ. I'm the Chief, and I just want to welcome back Hugh Darvish to Major League Baseball. Yay, and he's doing well. And I am the Champ, and when we were in Atlanta on a Bush League trip three or four years ago, our Uber driver was an MMA fighter. Oh, an MMA fighter, was he? Yeah, yeah, he's a pretty big guy. He uh, he wasn't he wasn't very talkative, um, so of course um, I had to sit in the front seat, and I'm going to say it was uh, Bill, Tom, and Terry was there, and I forget there might have been one other person. Anyway, I asked that guy. I said, "So you're an MMA fighter?" He goes, "Yeah," and you know uh, we were discussing. I said, "How long do you think it would take to kick my ass?" And he said, ten seconds. Five if it's a cage match." <laughs> I'm surprised you said 10 seconds. Because <laughs> I can't imagine. So we, looked, getting... we looked him up, and, and he was he, he was truly a, 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 an MMA fighter. So uh, he, by the end, we had him laughing. But uh, he dropped us off. The traffic got pretty heavy, so he dropped us off about three blocks from the stadium. And he goes, okay, get out here. <laughs> and we said, yes, sir. <laughs> Did you tip him well? Uh, of course. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, Darvish? What's going on with him? I, I, he is having a great start to his year. He's five and one. He's got a one seven zero ERA. Um, he's had he's pitching really well. He he had a rough first outing, and after that, he he's on he's on point. He's got six starts and, and six decisions. Uh, you know, it. I thought he was maybe done after that whole Astro World Series thing. Remember in the well, World Series? I, I was just going to say, what does he throw, like six or seven different pitches? Yeah. Uh, maybe maybe, yeah. He, maybe so, he's so, condensed it a little bit. Yeah, so, so I, I guess it, it probably does help if you throw that many pitches to know what's coming. Right. <laughs> yeah, so I, I just feel good. Uh, I, I feel good for him just because, uh, yeah, he, I mean, he took a beating in that World Series. I think his ERA was 21. Uh, you know, when he pitched those two games. So, um, and I don't, he might have gotten out of the first once, but I don't think he got out of the first both games that he pitched. Um, and yeah, that, that was that was kind of brutal what the Astros did to him. Uh, and he's not giving up you, any you know home runs. Let's give him credit, though, because I don't think he really complains uh, too much about that, um, even though he had every right to. Yeah, no, I don't think he did complain. Yeah, and he absolutely had every right to. Uh, yeah, so Hugh Darvish is back in baseball, and he's he's having a really good, really good uh, start to this sprint of a season. Um, he's probably the best Cubs pitcher. He, I, I can't imagine anybody else is five and one. I don't know, maybe they are. I know none of my pitchers are five and one. I can tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have five wins on my team this year. Total. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 actually, my ERA is over five right now as a, as a team. Yes, it is. Yeah. Hey, we'll talk about that later yeah. in the episode. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so we, we have a, uh, we, we have a, a special guest today. He is, uh, uh, Kevin Egan, who he is known by, uh, all, if not, um, most of the Bush leaguers, uh, Kevin, how you doing this afternoon? Good, good. How are you guys doing today? We are doing great. Uh, of course, Jamie's retired, so he's doing great every day. And uh, you know, uh, I work from home, which you do as well right now, uh, and and we're doing pretty good. Uh, um, but we appreciate you coming on. And I know you've uh, you've sat in for uh, you've drafted for someone, ha- haven't you? Have you been in a draft table? Well, I didn't draft, but I've come I've come to a lot of your uh, winter meetings. Oh, um, that's that's right. You know, at luncheon. Yeah. So I never really. I keep thinking I'll go to one of your drafts one of these years, but uh, just the winter meetings, that's all I have attended so far. So, yeah, you don't put any yeah, work so, into it. So, so, Kevin, you were actually at the uh, the winter meetings that we had this year um, at Root Down, correct? Yes, I was, yeah. Okay. And then it was a few weeks later, and then all this started. But, uh, yeah, it's been yeah. kind of crazy. Yeah, exactly. So, so, so for the listeners, um, just, just, just tell people because they just may know you as that shadowy figure at Bush League, uh, at Bush League events. Um, 
tell the uh, tell the listeners a little bit about yourself, job, um, background, where you work, that type of thing. So I um, I used to be in the Air Force. I retired uh, 2018, and I'm down uh, DLA, Defense Logistics Agency. I actually work where Rick's working now. We're okay. In, uh, different, we're in different buildings, but uh, yeah, at the same location in Philadelphia. We're both okay. working from home right now with, with all this going on. I've been wearing the pressure. Okay. I'm sorry, what was that where? No, I was going to ask you, where is home? King of Prussia, okay. King of Prussia, sir. Yeah. So. so you said you work with, with Rick, you're working from home, but when there's a physical location, isn't that um, in Philadelphia where you work, near LaSalle? It is. It, it's, uh, it's, it's a little further up northeast uh, up Roosevelt Boulevard. It's uh, kind of near where the old Sears Yes. Okay, yeah, oh, on the right, 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 Yeah, exactly. Like Adams Avenue is kind of behind back there, behind that Walmart, Home Depot, up there. Okay. What time do you uh, usually report for, for, for work when there's uh, no uh, coronavirus in the world? So I've been going in 6.30 to 3. It's very flexible with the – everyone works different times, but it's like 6.00, 7.00. They don't want. They kind of want to break up the traffic. Okay. Yeah. They're very flexible, and they may let you do four times. I'm currently working five days a week, five eight-hour shifts. But you could work like four four days, ten hour, you know, ten-hour shifts. Okay. All right. Good. So you were you just mentioned that you retired from the Air Force in 2018. I guess that was. What a year after Roger's retirement? Because I, I remember seeing you there at uh, yeah, at, yeah, at that event. yeah, Roger. Yeah, it was about a year after Roger, and um, so he moved over to the 193rd up in uh, Middletown. So, but okay. he was at my unit in Willow Grove. And you said you were in the Air Force for 15 years. Did you come out of school or well, uh, what? 25. I did 25. I was at. Well, it grows for about 18 years. Gotcha. I got there in 2000, and then I stayed on until I stayed on until 2000, so February of 18. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you for your your service there. Uh, um, is, is, is that how you is that how you know Roger? Is through the Air Force? It is. I met um, Roger and Rick were at Willow Grove when I got there. So I didn't know Roger right away. He was in the, working in a different building, but um, I I was uh I met Rick because he was in the same building as us. Uh, so you know we were talking we got to know each other talking sports stuff like that, Eagles and the Phillies stuff like that. So are you a lifelong Philadelphia fan? I am. Yes. Okay. Uh, All right. Yes, Phillies, Eagles. Sixers and Flyers. So. All right. Well, Flyers are, are, are one fourth of the way there. Sixers, not so much. But uh, yeah, but <laughs> they're not looking good at all. So, 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 tell me when you when you first met Roger, like, how did he, like, how did you find out about the Bush League, and, and what were your initial thoughts when when you heard about what he was talking about? Well, because I was doing like fancy myself, so I I always thought. With, the, with what you guys are doing, just the National League only, I always thought, wow, that's really tough. Like, it's when you do, like, American League, National League, you know, there's a, a whole pool of players. So when I when he told me about, like, you guys just doing National League, I always figured, man, that's got to be really tough. Just to pick a pool of players from just the National League. And then I was always amazed because, he told me you guys were doing it forever. Like you guys probably one of the first people that were doing fancy baseball, you know, like like I guess I started fancy football like maybe the late nineties. So you guys were doing baseball a long time. I mean that's before, you know, the internet so you're probably using you know, the USA Today or whatever newspaper account that yeah, Kevin, you got that exactly right. We actually formed in 1984, and yes, that, that predated the, the Internet. And you're exactly right that stats were done 
by hand use, using the uh, Wednesday USA Today because uh, Wednesday was when the NL stats came out and Tuesday was was AL stats. So yeah, we had by by the late '90s, by the turn of the uh, the century, we had been um, we had a league form for 15 or 16 years. And I want to say that it actually started um, fantasy or what was really called rotisserie baseball started in 1980 or 81, I believe. So, yeah, we've been around a long time, and really what that means is that we're just really old. <laughs> no, but you guys are ahead of your time, too, so, I mean. Yeah, and yeah, another statement of just being a little long in the tooth, that's, that, that's all. Um, so so tell, us, tell me a little story, or uh, listeners, a story that, that we may not know about Roger and Rick, because you worked with them for, was it, what, what did you say, 10 to 15 years that you actually knew them and worked with them? Yeah, I mean, uh, I guess they're both, uh, I don't know, they're both really smart guys. Um, All right, that's Roger, was always, <laughs> Roger was always like the professor, like the good writer, the good, you know, he, he's just a really good, uh, really smart guy. And then Rick was, he was like the computer savvy uh, guy. But, you know, they they were both really smart. I always looked up to both of them. And, uh, they, I still do. Uh, we did a couple road trips. Um, we went out to Michigan. My sister was living in Ann Arbor. And we went out to Michigan, and uh, then we did a couple trips to the uh, University of Pittsburgh. Okay. Uh, they're just, yeah, just uh, fun guys, fun to hang out with, and funny, and... Uh, like they like drink their beers, like me. <laughs> <laughs> so, so let me let me ask you something here because you know there, there's a little bit of a difference between Roger and 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 Rick. And I've been getting on uh, Roger um, about his selection and beer choices. You know, Roger uh, Rick is actually studying because um, I guess he's going to start uh, brewing beer, and so he he's been doing some studying and he'll venture into the craft beer area and try different types of beer. Um, Roger, not so much. You know, he's the kind of guy that goes to, if you heard last week's podcast, um, went to a, a place that had, uh, I think it was the Poorhouse in Exton, and they had over 100 different types of beer, and he said, uh, he asked them if they just had a yingling, <laughs> and the waitress said, yes, they're, they're right under there, it's called the Old Man's Brew. Um, <laughs> what, um, what, uh, where, where do you stand in the beer spectrum? So I'm probably the same as Roger. Like, <laughs> I don't need all the, the fancy beers. Like, when I do go to those places, I just ask for, like, their pale, the pale ale, like their latest tier. Because I'm okay. not a... I'm, I'm fully Irish, so everyone thinks I would like Guinness, and I, I'm not even... I really don't even like Guinness that much. Okay. So. All right. Well, don't, 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 be, don't be afraid of the dark. It'll be good. <laughs> were, were you able to find something at Root Down? Because that's one of the better places for. Uh, for yeah, no, yeah. They had uh, two pale ales that were really good. Okay. Uh, yeah, like I, I love grabbing like a pale ale at those places. So, as long as it's like a light color, I'm usually fine. Excellent. Excellent. And uh, let's see, what else? Um, you told me once just, just recently that your sister. Graduated. She's an uh, LaSalle. She's an Explorer alumni. Is that correct? Yes, sir. Yeah. She's, uh, she's been with Coca-Cola for a while now. She's going out. She was in Chicago, and I was telling you earlier, she was in Michigan. Now she's down in Atlanta. Okay. What, so what year did she, she graduate? What was her major? Um, marketing. And she okay. graduated. She would have been, like, 91. Ooh, long since, uh, I had long since left by that time. So she, she's actually part, um, she's been coming back every late quarter, and she's helping, she's on a panel with that to try to bring up the, you know, the, um, the pop, you know, the numbers. So okay. there's kind of a team to get more people to go to the show that she's been coming up every two months to. There's like a panel, and they're trying to, you know, come up with ways to bring the, you know, the, the number yeah. of applications higher. Yeah, that's that's not an easy thing. I know their enrollment had been struggling for for a period there, and they actually had frozen their uh, tuition rate because I, I want to say they were 
with room and board, they were well into the $50,000 range. So it's just hard and, you know, to support that kind of, uh, that kind of number of great campus, um, in a little bit of a tough location, which is, I've, I've been back there, I don't know, four years ago, five years ago when my daughter played there. Um, but the, the campus, the area around the campus might be actually nicer than, than when I was there in the, uh, in the eighties. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it, I haven't even, it's been years since I went to see, but I would go every once in a while when she was there, but it's been a while since I've been, I've been back there myself. Excellent. Excellent. All right. So my last question before Roger starts asking some questions is what is your favorite or who is your favorite Bush league owner or your Bush league team? Oh, tough question. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to say hmm. <laughs> I'm gonna say Casey my <laughs> Good one. Very, very diplomatic. That was very diplomatic. He'll he'll like hearing that. Hey Kevin, thanks for uh, thanks for jumping on. Um, yeah, well, thanks you for at, having me. Thank yeah, you. Um, just just hang tight here because I'm going to turn it over to Raj. I know he has a couple questions, but uh, yeah, let's stay in contact and we'll let you know when the next next uh, Bush League event is. All thanks, right, Kevin. Sounds good. Hey, Thank you. Hey Kev, I just had one one question. So Jamie, uh, there was one guy who would occasionally call off work. Occasionally, I'm going to use that term loosely. It was habitual. Okay. Anyway, and when he would call, either you know Rick and and Kevin and I were usually the first ones there, just because we were the first ones there. So when the phone would ring, it got to the point where we would maybe run to the phone because we knew, like someone was call that guy was going to call off, and Kevin actually started a log of all the the reasons why he called off. Um, <laughs> Kev. Do you, do you remember that log? I do. I I, I lost it though, but I do remember the log. What was what 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 do you think was the the I'm going to use the word best best excuse why he wasn't coming in? Because I'll give you mine. I think it was uh, Colonel Colonel Skip. Didn't he help Colonel Skip in a fight? That's right. Okay. Yeah, that was a good one. Yeah, he he uh, he he said he was got into a fight with a high ranking, not with him, but he him and a high ranking officer of the Air Force were in a barroom fight. I forgot about that one. That was a good one. Um, I think the one I'm going. What was, what was? Yeah, the one I was going to go with right, when he called in, and I think you actually answered the phone that time, and he said, "Hey, I won't be in today. I'm buying a bar." <laughs> Remember that one? That's right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Jamie, to give you a picture, I mean, it was in a warehouse, and we'd be, we wouldn't wear our uniform to work. We'd change there, and the phone would ring, and we would all look at each other and, and rush to the phone because we knew what it was, and we just wanted to hear what today's excuse was. So, uh, actually, we we've heard stuff: uh, swine flu, bird flu. Remember that. When that was going uh-huh. on, yeah. yeah, yeah. So anyway, uh, that's something that Kevin and I, when when we reflect on our time at Willow Grove, that's that's one of the conversations that we'll get into. And um, it, yeah, it was kind of crazy. I I think Kevin probably had fifty or sixty excuses on on his log at one point. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I'm not exaggerating. There was a couple. Yeah, there was a couple uh, people that had it. Yeah. But yeah, there was one that was pretty habitual. So, anyway, thanks, Kev. We we appreciate you. We appreciate you. Uh, yeah, thanks for in. having me, guys. Yeah, Good man. luck uh, with the season. All right. Thanks, Kevin. Thanks, buddy. All right, Jamie. All right. I'll see you guys later. All right, buddy. Thank you. All right, Jamie. So we got some bush league news. Yeah. So let's talk about this here. You know, um, looking at the standings, here we are at the end of another week, and uh, looks like the squirrels and landmine, uh, landmines, uh, Lenny's landmines are uh, still hanging strong. Uh, these guys are are one two, not only in the Bush League but in its sister league, the Republic League. So okay. um, they've taken the league by by storm. Um, and I, I don't know. I, I guess in this short week, 
and or excuse me, it's short season, and um, just the fact that teams play, teams don't play, um, you know, with the whole COVID virus, anything can happen. But um, they're both looking really strong at this point. What do you think? Yeah. Uh, well, we talked to Tom. Uh, what was it last week or the week before? Yeah, his team's his team's pretty pretty solid, um, and if if uh, Lenny's landmines, who I think picked Arenado instead of Trevor Story. Yes. Yeah. If he'd picked Trevor Story, that it would just be those two, and that's it. <laughs> that's because uh, Arenado's not even hitting the ball that way. He's got seven home runs, but his average is way down. And um, yeah, but I'm looking at his offense is is really solid, and he's got um, you know he got Robbie Cano who's having a really good year. Um, he's even got David Dahl on the injured list and who's not even hitting the ball well. Uh, his pitching's his pitching's okay. Uh, I don't know if I don't know if he his pitching can hold out. I, I don't I don't I don't know if it, it can hold out. And I think Tom's got the better team, but um, yeah, yeah. he's got Jake Arrieta. Uh, he's got Lester Nola. His ERA and WHIP are good, but he's gotten beat up twice. So uh, you got Robbie Ray. So anyway. Um, yeah, if he if he had picked Story instead of Arenado, I think his his offense would even be that much better. Uh, what are your thoughts on those two? No, I I, I agree with you in terms of you know his his, his pitching. Um, if it can hold out in the short season, it might. You know, Robbie Ray is, is always uh, gosh, look at that eight point three three ERA and and an even two WHIP. That's just so tough. That guy just throws so, so many, um, has so many walks. Um, I was the beneficiary of of uh, Trevor Story falling to me because had he picked Story right before me, at, yeah. I think he he was the number six, uh, the number seven pick. I would have taken uh, Arenado at, at at seven. So, you know, uh, for what little good it did me, um, um, I'm happy about that. Yeah, I when you look at Tom's and and. Um... And and Josh's team, I, I think Tom has has definitely got the the better team. Although, you know, right now they're they're neck and neck. So um, yeah, it, it, it'll be an interesting run. And I'm um, I don't know if these guys will be knocking on anybody's door to try to get a trade going. Uh, but I feel like Bob Freeze um, Bob Freeze should be knocking on someone's door as as should Bob Kirk. Um, to see if they can they can catch him because as it is I don't think the Bob Kirk or Bob Freeze can catch those two. No, I mean uh, you're right. Um, there, there's a clear um, clear class. Um, Josh and Tom um, obviously one two, and then the two Bobs uh, are next, and, and I don't think anybody else, barring a, a slate miracle, can can finish. Um, Finishing the money um, from from the rest of us, but you know that brings me to you know the big week that Bill's boys had. Um, you know, last week we we had the three headed monster on, and Bill was part of that three headed monster, and he was lamenting that he was, I guess, he was second to last at uh, last week. Yeah, and he's gained a number of points um, offensively. So um, yeah, a nice big week by him, which really came at the expense of your team. I was just going to say that, yeah, uh, because my, my my offense has fallen off a little bit and uh, my pitching is just just horrendous. And, yeah. Yeah, let's talk about this. What, what's, what's happened to your team? I mean, you're, you're now what? It's, you're second to last, right? Yeah, I think I was as high as fourth about 10 days ago. Um, and and it, the, the offense is, is – not performing. I, I got guys that play every day that are still hitting under 220. Um, I, uh, my, my lone bright, I don't want to say lone bright spot, but my big bright spot is Blackman who's still hitting over 400. Um, but the, the pitching has just been, it's just been God awful. So the last, uh, you know, when you, when you look at my starters, you look at Luis Castillo, who is a, who is a good, a good starter. Um, the last two weeks, he's, He's actually pitched okay, but I got a 15 ERA, a 7 ERA, uh, a 5 ERA, 
uh, a nine ERA, a forty-two point four three ERA. Uh, <laughs> even Iglesias, who has a ten ERA, um, yeah. So I, I, that's where I was falling like a rock, and then, uh, yeah, the offense just Joy. Maybe Joey Votto's done, or he's he's just he can't get out of his funk. I mean, he's been hitting two hundred for quite a while. Actually, he let off a couple games this week. Yes, he did. Yeah. Um, which is probably not a bad spot for him, but, but you know, you've made the point um, a number of times that that's not really what they pay him the, you know, $100 million contract for. So <laughs> right. it's kind of tough. Yeah, to get on base. So uh, are, are any of your Cardinals playing yet? Yeah, you know what? Yeah. Um, well, that's one of the things that's really helped me is just having guys that actually play. Um one of the disappointing things was <laughs> one of the better Cardinals last week was was Brad Miller, two ah. home runs, ten RBIs, an OPS of of over one one point oh seven two. That's a nice. And guess where he was where in was my he? roster on the bench. He was on the bench exactly. Well, the only reason you have Brad Miller is because I cut him. <laughs> <laughs> so, so everybody out there, if you need to know the path to success. Look for who Raj cuts and who I leave on my bench, and that player is bound to do well. Right. <laughs> yeah, because uh, yeah, I I I cut him because I needed space. For, I maybe I had an injury or something, and I needed someone. And and he he started on uh this he started the season on the IL, and then yes. and then they went into that COVID thing. So if I would have kept him, he, yep. you know, what I mean, you only got five slots in the reserve. So that's probably why I got rid of him because. I would have had. Oh, it, it makes absolute weeks. sense. Yeah. Well, I don't know if it makes sense. That's the, that's the justification I'm using. Well, hey, I, I got to ask you a question here. Are are you concerned now? Um, because it looked like uh, you know a week ago that the organizers were going to finish dead last, and no one was going to challenge for that. But uh, you know, Rick comes up big um, in this fab period. Spends three dollars. Excuse me. Spends forty six of his hundred dollars for three players. And looks like he's not willing just to uh, to do nothing. Looks like he's trying to get out of the basement. Any thoughts? Yeah, no. I mean that, and I always thought that he was in the basement. And he was, and he he's he's in the basement. He's pretty far down, but he's going to do whatever he can to get the hell out of there. Um, I don't think my pitching is as bad as it's performed the last two weeks. Maybe it is. I, I don't think it is. So I I think it'll correct a little bit. Uh, I think there's two guys on there. I think my pitching will bounce back a little bit. The hitting is what it is. It's a bad hitting club. So, um, but I mean, I was in fourth place at one point. So, uh, and we're talking at ten <laughs> so days. So you got that going for you. Yeah, I mean, it, you know, it wasn't fourth place in the second day of the season. So, yeah, I, I, I mean, I think my my pitching will will turn around. I, I lost someone for the year. Sterling Castro is out for the year now. So. Yeah, that's a big hit. So I'll have to I'll have so, to find someone. So talking about Fab, I got two more things to to, to bring up with Fab. Um, I, I saw that the uh, the, the league leading squirrels they uh, they they had four roster pickups, and um, I guess he's just trying to strengthen his his team. But I, I noticed um, one of one of the omissions was that you had nobody. Um, you didn't get to anybody in this week's fab run. Was that by design, or is that you just got shut out? What no, happened? I, I got outbid, um, and yeah, I just got outbid. So that's that's what that okay. was. Yeah, and and okay. I got stuck with. Uh, I wanted Urias. I'm not even sure if I'm pronouncing that guy's name right. Tom ended up getting him. Um, he's oh, from Milwaukee, second yeah, baseman. Yep, I got outbid there. Yeah, and um, I don't think I went after any pitching. Because I'm not really worried about the pitching so much as, because I th- again I, I think the pitching will come back a little bit, but I do need a second baseman uh, to deal with that. You only got five weeks left, my friend. Yeah, no, I know. Well, I mean, all right. Yeah, like Castillo's not not a bad pitcher. He's not he's not a bad pitcher, and, and Merrill Kelly's been pitching really well for uh, Arizona. Let, so. let, let's talk about one more fab thing before we uh, talk about your pitching is. You know, I just like to let owners know that, um, and, and I need you to pressure check this, Raj, but um, it looks like we still have fab runs on Saturday night and Sunday night. Yeah. And I, I, I think what happened when I checked is that the CBS has locked so that I can't change fab dates. And 
I originally changed it to Sunday back when we missed the first fab period or, or CBS missed the first fab period. So now it's both Saturday and Sunday. And I would ask all owners just, just to do it Saturday night and try not to do it on Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I, I saw that come through again this week. And um, again, and and we don't know why it's doing that, but well, we know why it's doing that. Cause well, you, the button was clicked, but you, we, we can't change. Don't, it. don't, don't you have a, don't you have a deep state conspiracy theory? It's run by the United States government. That's <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say it was run by interns. I no. think that's what we had discussed. But interns. Yeah, if that's the, the real case, then that could be even worse. <laughs> interns, government employees. That's what's being run. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah. I, you know what? I, I don't want to belabor your pitching point. We're, we're going to talk about Trevor Gott and just all of the oh. uh, tribulations that oh. he's had over the last uh, seven or eight days and how he was managed by uh, Gabe Kapler. Uh, do you really want to talk about that or we want to press on? No, we can. Yeah. What, 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 right. are your, what are your thoughts on? Well, I, I mean, I, you know, he had a, what was it, um, a week ago? And, and I'm, I'm getting my dates mixed up, but he had a really bad outing where he labored. And I understand that Gabe Kapler wanted to bring him back the next night. He did. And show yeah. that he had confidence. And yeah. then, yeah, he labored in the same format. Yeah, he got lit up again. That he yeah. had the previous night. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, at, at some point, when does it become confidence and when does it, you know, ruin your confidence? Yeah. I, and I, I get Gabe's point. You know, he's probably saying the guy got four. He, I mean, he, he closed four, four games out in the first 10 days. And he thought, all right, maybe he just had a bad day. But, yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, and, and he... I think he's gonna. He's not gonna put them in him in the high leverage situations in the next. I don't think he's pitched in a while, so I, I'm. He'll eventually find his way back there. And you know, with the relievers, I mean, I don't know. Maybe you're not like this, but re- relievers are there to get saves, right? For the most part. And if they if they don't, they're gonna blow saves too. Of course, he he blew it really big though, didn't he? Um. Yeah, here's here's the here's the problem that I have is you know, and this is strictly from a fantasy roto uh, standpoint is that man, when you get a reliever that just blows up and has that you know a third of an inning and gives up four, five, six earned runs, and you know has that tremendous uh, whip, it, it's just so hard. It, I mean, your yeah. team takes such a hit that it, it's hard to recover from that. It it hurts, and when you have a couple of appearances like that. Mm, that can that that can ruin a, a short season. Yeah, and then you couple it with your starters having bad outings, and it just makes it worse. <laughs> yeah. So that that's and what do you have? You got Crazy Joe's team. Right. So actually, I think ten days ago my ERA was in the threes. <laughs> See, this is what I'm saying. And this is now it's now it's stuck at a five, and it's 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 at a pretty solid five too. <laughs> yeah. So, hey, what do we got with baseball news going on? Yeah, so uh, did you see Dexter Fowler go into the stands for, uh, what's his yeah. name, Max Schrock's first home run ball? Did you see that? I, I, I did see that because, um, you know, I'm watching the Cardinals game, and, you know, I saw Schrock, who, uh, um, for people that don't know, he's the uh, second baseman for the Cardinals, um, plays behind Colton Wong and came over in the Piscotti trade with the A's but hits his first major league home run. And then they show what the half inning later or something like that, Dexter Fowler going up to the stands at Wrigley and retrieving the ball for him. Yeah. I thought that <laughs> Which was, was a nice touch. Yeah. It was very cool that, it, that he did that. And uh, I'm sure Schrock appreciated it. Like I'm sure somebody would have got it, but it's nice to have a teammate, you know, say, Hey, I'll be back. I'm going to go get that thing for him. Yeah. That's, you, you know what? Cool. You know, you should have done that for for me when I <laughs> hit the ball over the roof against you. You've, you know, made you suffer the humiliation of going to retrieve it on the other side of the house. You've never hit the ball over the roof against me. <laughs> Come on. Come on. Yeah. What, what do we got next? <laughs> All right. Let's talk about this for uh, Tatis. What, with the yeah, this should be the, interesting to see what your opinion is here. Hit, hitting the Grand Slam. Uh, I, I believe it was in the eighth inning. Was it the eighth inning? It was late in the game. Yeah, yeah I want to say seventh, eighth, ninth, somewhere in there. Yeah, yeah. it was. It wasn't the ninth. I think it was in the eighth, and they're up by seven runs in the eighth inning. Yeah, it's typically not a good time to swing at a three zero. That's just the Texas Ranger manager. I've never heard that in the history of. I, I've never heard that. Like, it, what is he saying? Look, you guys are up. 
uh, eight late in the game. So I want you to try, but don't try that hard. Now, it, it, his teammates, did, like, did his players quit <laughs> just to be <laughs> so we're on the same page? Because two innings in baseball, it that could last two hours. I mean, you you, you look. We just talked about Trevor Gott, <laughs> right? There's there's pitchers that could give up six runs in in an inning. That's not it's not like it's unheard of. It's not basketball where you're taking three pointers when you're up by thirty with thirty seconds left. That's running it up. Yeah, I I think that Texas Rangers manager is a joke saying stuff like that. So so I, I would agree with you, right? This is this is the thing that distinguishes baseball from other sports. Um, is that it, you know the old Yogi Berraism is that it's never over until it's over. You can still come back with two outs and you know down to your last strike. You know, take the 2011 Cardinals, you know, yeah. down to the last strike twice and come back and win the World Series. Um, I, I I don't understand it. Are you saying that there's a difference between swinging 3-0 and 3-1 when yeah. you're up by seven runs? And here's what made it worse is is that you know Chris Woodward, the manager of the, the Rangers, he was kind of soft spoken about it. He didn't make a big deal of it, but. Um, Jace Tingler, the manager for the Padres, kind of echoed that same response that, yeah, Tatis is young. He, you know, we'll talk to him. And people like uh, Eric Hosmer said the same thing. And Eric Hosmer really should be lucky that he has a teammate like Tatis. And he should be lucky. He should be thankful that he has that kind of contract for a player of his caliber. I, I don't know. I don't, I don't get it. I, I, I just yeah, I, I, I baseball don't, is one of those sports that you just keep playing. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I've never, you know, we we've we've seen a little bit of this in this season with the un quote unquote un unwritten rule thing, you know, especially with the Astros kicking around. And the funny, the, what I look at that as, you, you there are unspoken rules in in baseball. There there are, and people. You know the players enforce the game pretty much, but by, by their behavior. You know they, they, they'll, you know, pitchers normally will enforce the game, um, and I th- I think part of it is people are just a little bit maybe a little bit sensitive, you know, about this. Like w- when you hurt the pitcher's feelings that he he hit a grand slam. I mean the guy threw a ball right down the pike. If if he thinks he's not going to swing at a three zero pitch, then then you you go ahead and throw that pitch, but if you think there's a there's a chance that he's going to do it, then you don't you don't throw it right down the middle at about eighty five to ninety miles an hour. I mean that was like batting <laughs> practice that Tatis, and you know yeah that it, it's just crazy. Yeah, and and you know there, there's times where Tatis should have got hit because he he kind of showboats on home runs sometimes, and that I think. You know, if someone hit him for that, I think, right, well, that's he'll learn, you know, not to do that. But um, I, I like unwritten rules, but I've never heard of don't don't try your hardest when it's a 3-0 pitch late in the game where you're up a lot of runs. I've, I've never I've never heard of that. And um, and I, I've I've been a part of of enforcing unwritten rules. Did I ever tell you that? No. What, what, what was that? So when I, we were a senior, I was a senior in high school. And we were playing Boardtown. Okay. And they were up by double digits. I mean, they they put a they put a hurting on us. It, it was probably, you know, I'm going off a of memory. I don't know, eighteen to eight, something like that. Like we scored some runs, but we weren't we weren't close. So it's late in the game, and I think it might have been the seventh inning. And they're putting in other players at this point because you know that's what you do. You know, the last two yep. innings. And they had a kid that that got a hit, and he. I, I remember who he was. I don't know know his name because just growing up playing, I I I was familiar with who he was, and he looked like he he had a big lead and he was going to steal. So I, I remember telling Stan, "I got this." I you know I was playing second. I said, "If he goes, I got it." He went and the catcher threw the ball. It was it was a great throw. We we would have had him out, but I caught the ball and swung as hard as I could and knocked his helmet off. <laughs> He was called safe, which he probably was safe because I tug him in the head. He went head first. And I remember the umpire saying something to me, saying, you know, that was a pretty hard tag. And I'm like, well, it's, you know, we're, we're down by 12 runs. What, what are we even stealing for? And the guy said, yeah, I know. But, you know, 
you know, you can't tag people like that. And I, I let it go because I, I was never disrespectful to umpires. And, and um, afterward, I remember, you know, Denny saying something to me saying, you know, we could have had him out. I'm like, yeah, well, it really wouldn't have mattered. And I think my point was I knocked his helmet off. That's what I, that's what I nice. wanted to do. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so I, I, I'm a believer in the, the unwritten rule. But this right here, this is a joke. I mean, this this is a complete. That's a complete joke. You shouldn't. You shouldn't so, so get hundred percent. How do you how do you like a follow up to this? Is that you know after Tatis hits this grand slam, the Padres have hit <laughs> five grand slams in six days. I know. Did you see that? Yeah. The, the, yeah. The, that team can can. Yeah, they they can hit, and uh, yeah, Eric Cosmo At- should be lucky that he he's playing with guys like that. Right, right. Well, you know, that's what it's like now in Slam Diego. <laughs> Is that what they call it? Slam Diego? <laughs> yeah, Slam Diego. Uh, Anthony Rizzo struck out on a pitch that hit him. Did you, did you see this? <laughs> I did, and I had to watch it over again because I'm like, wait, did he swing at that? That ball hit him. <laughs> yeah. Did, did you see it live or did you watch a replay? I did. Oh, no, did? I, did, I did see it live because they were playing the Cardinals. That's even better. Yeah, because he stands so close to the plate. I'm surprised it doesn't happen more often. You know what? He's an interesting player, though, isn't he? I mean, no batting gloves. He chokes up. He gets so darn good. He's like a throwback. Yeah, he is. I wish he didn't play for the Cubs because I, I really like like him a lot more if he didn't play for the Cubs. Yeah, I, I, th- I, he was a Padre at one time, and I don't know who they dealt him for. Do you know? Um, I'll find out. Yeah. Yeah. He, yeah, he was a Padre. He probably played the big league, so he played one year with the Padres in the in the bigs. And I almost feel like they gave up on him a little quick. I don't know. Um, no, it, it was quick because I think he came up actually in the Red Sox organization, and he kind of he kind of followed Theo, right? Because he was Theo's guy when he was in Boston. Okay. Although uh, I don't think he actually played much for the Red Sox, and then he got him back um, from the Padres. Yeah, for Might take that on back Andrew, to Chicago. Yeah. And, Andrew Kashner. That's who he got traded for. Andrew Kashner. Oh, yeah. Okay. Who's uh, coincidentally now with the Red Sox. So full circle <laughs> with those guys. In fact, Andrew Kashner's played for a few teams. So, uh, yeah, I, I, he is an interesting character, Rizzo, and, and he is a really good – he's a really good player. He's he's a really yes, good he player. Is. He's, he's tough to pitch to. Um Mm-hmm. Then we got our friend Trevor Bauer made the news again with his cleats, the free, <laughs> free Joe Kelly cleats. Did you get a look at these? I did. I saw a picture of that. I don't think he was able to wear them in a game. I think uh, MLB, you know, caught wind yeah. uh, that he was going to wear them and said, "Hey, you can't do that." But you know, this this guy's worth the price of admission, isn't he? Yeah, and and man, he's having a great year too. Uh, yeah, I, I mentioned Hugh Darvish, but yeah. Um, yeah, Trevor Bowers having an having an awesome year. Um, yeah, they, they, that was pretty cool. Uh, you know what he did, and it's just his dig at the Astros. He could probably care less about Joe Kelly, but yeah, it's his dig at the Astros. Um, so Trevor Trevor Bauer, forty one strikeouts in twenty six innings. Is that something that would interest you on in your team? Zero point yeah. six eight ERA and a zero point five seven WHIP. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't. What do you have him? Do you have Bauer? No, no, oh, okay. he's 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 on the Ichi Rose. Oh, Casey maybe, has him. Yeah, maybe I'll talk to Case. I'll, <laughs> I'll give him, uh, yeah, Discofini and and Got. See if he's interested in that. Yeah. Um, and then you wanted to bring up Gregory Polanco. You're questioning whether Gregory is done now. Yeah, I mean, so so if you remember, he was the next big thing, you know, a few years ago uh, when he came up. And I don't know, his, his, his skill set seems to be deteriorating. I know that the Pirates, you know, as they will do, have made another bad signing, signed into a long-term deal. He started out the season three for 43 with 22 strikeouts. Um, he's now, he's now picked it up. He's eight for 53 with 26 strikeouts. And I, I want to say of his eight hits, probably four of them are homers, which yesterday hit a game-winning homer. But I don't know. What, what do you think about him? You like him? I do. I, well, yeah, I like him. Uh, you like the you like the Pirates, you know, in their what four and fifteen records. So. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I I had 
I picked Polanco as a, my one of my first reserve picks when he in fourteen, I think it was. Um, but he never really panned out. His best year was in sixteen. He had twenty two homers, eighty six ribs. I mean, he only hit two fifty eight. Um, but he had he had seven seventeen stolen bases. The next year he got he got hurt toward the end of the year. Uh, Eighteen, he had twenty three homers, eighty one ribs, hit two fifty four. Last year he started off the season injured and he never really came got anything going and it feels like he's he's picking up where he left off this year. Maybe he's maybe he's hurt. Like, yeah, he's a good player, but he didn't live up to what you were saying that he was supposed to be a five tool guy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's probably better said. Yeah, it, well, you know what? And, and it, is it really his fault? You know, the expectations are, are from people like like ourselves and, and others that that buy into to the hype. But yeah, I mean, he, he's been you know in, in over his seven years, he's been league average in OPS. So uh, you know, nice major league career, but he hasn't been the superstar that you know they had predicted. No, and and I think. Um... Yeah, he has not been the superstar, and yeah, maybe that's baseball's fault. Not baseball, but the Pirates' it is, marketing. Yeah. yeah, you know, saying this is who he should be when really this is who he is. I always felt that about Dominic Brown too. I mean, that guy came. Oh in. boy, there's a name from the past. Yeah, he. I mean, the Phillies, that whole team collapsed because of Dominic Brown wasn't who everyone thought he was going to be, and that was. And this guy reminds me of Dominic Brown. This is what. Yeah, the, you know, he's tall, can run, can steal bases, can hit the ball out, can hit the ball against the wall, and but he never really panned out. Let me detour you for a second. What's going on with your Phillies? What, I, what, what have I been saying? Their, their pitching cannot – they their pitching can't do anything. They literally traded for three relievers this week. Yeah, three. And Workman, who I think Rick paid some money in the fab to get Workman yes. – he came in. He blew his first save, but he he got the save last night. Um, yeah, they, they were running guys out of the bullpen. I never heard their names, and they're it, it was showing. They they just don't have the pitching to. They, they're going to be five hundred. I mean, that's that's who they are. They, they're going to be they're going to be five hundred. And actually, I I think they're probably a couple games below five hundred now. Yeah. Okay, so if, if they're 500 in this uh, COVID-shortened season, they should make the playoffs because that's kind of where teams are now to make it. Do you, do you think they get in? No, no, because – No? Okay. No, I don't – no. I mean, they're in last place right now. They're 10 and 14. So, they, yeah, they lost three other last four games, I think. Um, so they're 8 and 8 at home and 2 and 6 on the road. Um, they're 7 and 6 against the East. But I don't, I don't even know how that happened. They must – yeah, because they don't beat Florida. Um, yeah, no, they, this team – they could finish well, – Miami's starting to fall back. But, there's like you said, there's only five weeks left. This team could finish in last place. That, yeah, yeah, quite possibly. And it's, it's – and, 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 you know, that's that's kind of an embarrassment. Don't you think for all the money that they've spent um, – Offensively, and you know they they they've tried to address starting pitching, you know, with the acquisition of Arietta and uh, God, the guy from Wheeler. From the Mets, help me out with it. Zach Wheeler. Sorry, Zach Wheeler. Yes, Zach Wheeler. Yep. Yeah. And and Wheeler's but been they, a good but they've addition. done nothing to address the bullpen, have they? No. Well, other than this, this latest trade, but I mean off-season trades, they haven't done anything to address bullpen needs. No, they they haven't they haven't addressed the bullpen in probably two years. Yeah, so they and they still have holes in the outfield too. I, you know, I I know they they got Jay Bruce who hits, you know, he hits home runs every once in a while. But he's, he, you're not going to win a World Series with Jay Bruce in your outfield, you know. And I know he DH. Not starting. Like, yeah, I, I get all that, but yeah, the the one bright spot that has seemed to help them is this Alec Baum, the the rookie third baseman. Yeah. So, uh, the guy that looks like Jason Worth, so he hit his first homer the other day. Um, yeah, so he, he's a bright spot. And the other guy watching him every day, Jamie, is Didi Gregorius. This guy's a really good player. Yeah, he he, he when you watch him every day, he, he's he's a professional player. He's he's really good. 
Yeah, I mean, they, they, they've they done a lot offensively. It's just that, um, yeah, I, I, I guess it's it's surprising to me that somebody that doesn't watch the Phillies a lot that they're struggling so, so, so mightily um, after, you know, all the money that they've spent. Yeah, and, and it's it's their pitching. Yeah, they're, they're, they they struggle with their pitching. It, it's it's just not good. It's just not enough to sustain. I think like they can't win five out of seven. They're, that's not going to happen with with this team because their hitting isn't that good. Where they can outscore teams five five games out of seven games. The hitting's not that good. Speaking of too many holes. Speaking of pitching, Saturday night didn't uh, Sixto Sanchez uh, had his first major league start and got a win in his first uh, major league start. I saw that. I got outbid for him as well. Uh, yeah. Yes, yeah, Sixto. So he was the JT Real Muto trade. Um, yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, it, it, yeah, he, he, and he's young. He, I think he's like 20. So maybe that'll pan out for the Marlins. So I'm looking at the Phil's starters now. So they got Wheeler at 2.76 ERA, Nola at a 3.10 ERA, and then it jumps to 4.95. That's Arietta. Okay. Eflin at a 5, and Vince Velasquez at a 7.6. So, that's right. the starting pitching. Once you get past Nolan Wheeler, it it's a it's a race to the bat rack for the other team. <laughs> that's that's what that is. Yeah. So, yeah, they they they're not gonna be able to they're not gonna be able to sustain. They and they could finish in last place, and they're and they're boring to watch. It's just boring. Yeah, they still. They still got McCutcheon, which I, I think about the same thing about Polanco. Like maybe McCutcheon's done too. Maybe he just can't do it. But he's had, like like Polanco. He had a pretty good week. But I, I don't like over 162 games. That guy's not going to be able to do a lot anymore. And they still got one more year with him on a contract. So yeah, we'll see. That's tough. Yeah. So what else is going on in baseball history? So yeah, we actually have pretty good. Pretty good baseball history. Um, 1919. This is one of the crazy baseball stories I've ever heard. So Indians pitcher Ray Caldwell was struck by lightning with two outs in the top of the ninth. (laughs) (laughs) After being unconscious for five minutes, he got up and completed the game, recording an out for the the final out for a two-to-one win. That's pretty impressive. (laughs) Struck by lightning, got back up, and got the last out. Right, it's kind of shocking news, isn't it? It's shocking news. <laughs> yes, it is shocking news. Uh, 1989. I'm surprised it, 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 this has been so long. 1989. Bart Giamatti banned Pete Rose from baseball. August 24th, 1999. Though Giamatti believed Rose bet on baseball games while the manager of the Reds, the five-page agreement between Rose and Major League Baseball does not have that language in the document. Which is kind of interesting. I guess that was his open door to get back in, um, but of course, after Commissioner Giamatti passed away, Faye Vincent wasn't hearing anything, and he, yeah. So Rose is done, right? Would you agree with that? Like Rose is never. Yeah, but but, but 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 I, I think I, I think he's been given opportunities, and he, he he's just uh, I I don't know. Pete Rose just seems to be full of. Uh, hubris and narcissism that just won't allow him to admit it. So I, I don't have a problem with him still being banned. I think if he would just admit to it, I think there's enough people, including myself, that would say, yeah, allow him into the hall. But, you know, one of the first things they tell you is that you can't bet on the game, right? I mean, it's posted on every clubhouse wall. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, and it, he's another guy that can't stay out of his own way. Like, <laughs> Correct. Yeah, he, he always does stuff. It'll it'll bring him back into the limelight in a negative negative manner, and I I kind of feel bad for him because I mean obviously he's one of the greatest players that ever played baseball, and he played for so long, and the the records that he has are just amazing. But yeah, he yeah he's probably not going to get he's never going to get in, not, not while he's alive anyway. This, this is this empathetic side that we talked about yeah, um, see? that's showing itself in you, right, that we talked about last week. Yeah, I do feel bad for him. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. And then 2007, August 24, 2007, Greg Maddox beats the Phillies to become the first pitcher to win 10 games in 20 consecutive seasons. 
Really? Twenty wow. consecutive seasons. He to win won ten, 10 games, games in twenty consecutive seasons. Okay. All right. I, I would have thought there would have been a picture pitcher in um, prior to him um, back in the thirties, forties, fifties that would have done that just because you know they 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 went much longer in um, in their starts. But yeah. uh, there there there's a stat that might never we might never see again. Right? Somebody topping that. Uh, yeah, no, I, to, to, to pitch 20, 20 seasons, it's difficult right. enough. Yeah. But to, to have 10 wins, which doesn't seem like a lot, it's still a lot, right? I mean, shoot, is the only one to do it. Um, yeah. So it just goes to show you what he was like. Yeah. His mental toughness. And I'm sure if he threw a three Oh pitch that got hit over the wall, I'm sure he wouldn't blame the hitter. <laughs> so, you, you you know what, Roger? I, I wish that I I could see him pitch um, again. Um, I you know we saw a little bit. I guess I probably could have seen more because a lot of the TBS games were televised back then. But it would be in such a stark contrast to how um, most pitchers pitch today. And 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 I guess the two people that kind of remind me uh, of of him um, in terms of pitching style is Kyle Hendricks of the Cubs. Yeah, and I hate to say this, but Zach Greinke uh, a little bit um, for yeah. the Astros. Yeah, that that's that. They're two good comparisons. Yeah, yeah, because they they don't seem overwhelming, right? And none of their pitches are. Although Greinke has that, he has a pretty vicious curveball. But yeah, Kyle Hendricks does not seem overwhelming to you. But I'll tell you what, I, I watched Kyle Hendricks against the Cardinals. And just like I wanted to go grab the bat and say, I, I think I might be able to. Well, thirty years ago, maybe I'm able to foul off a ball. <laughs> but you know, his pitches look so hittable, and and yet you know, just weak contact from most of the batters. Yeah, yeah, and that that's what I guess that was Maddox's strategy: is go ahead and put the ball in play. You're not going to get good wood on it. You're going to hit ground balls. Yep. So you're going to roll over on a lot of stuff. Yeah. I mean, he pitched. He had three thousand strikeouts, but probably because he pitched so many years, you know, he wasn't necessarily a strikeout pitcher. And maybe that, you know, he probably had more called third strikes than he did swing. He wasn't a swing and miss type pitcher. He probably had more. Yeah, he probably had a lot of called third strikes on with Maddox. Um, he could widen widen the strikes him, unlike anybody else. <laughs> yeah, and when. He, just his whole demeanor while he was on the mound. I mean, he threw a pitch, he got the ball, he got right back on, threw the pitch, got the ball. Yeah, he had a whole routine that he'd come on, step off, go to his mouth, get back on the mound, and then go right back at it. And, yeah, there, there's, uh, there are great stories about Maddox, and you're right. I, I, I wish uh, I, could, I could watch him, yeah, more than I probably did. Yeah. All right. All right, so what, what are you walking off with this week? Well, I, I know that you're a, a big HelloFresh uh, fan. You talked about that in previous contacts, and I just wanted to uh, to alert you that uh, HelloFresh just had a big uh, onion recall due to salmonella poisoning, or it was either that or beriberi or scurvy or something, rickets maybe. But uh, just be careful if you get the onions from uh, HelloFresh. Yeah, I'm glad for that heads up. Now, we didn't get anything this week. I, I think we're getting something next week, but... Uh... It, you would think that my wife would have gotten an email saying, hey, just a heads up, customer, that we had a recall on onions. Uh, yeah, so we, uh, we are going to reach out to them today to kind of get a feel. Although I do not eat onions. I don't like them. So maybe Christy's been mindful of that and ordering stuff without it. But there's not many recipes that don't have at least a little bit of onion in it, is it? There you go. Yeah. So, what do you got for the walk-off? Uh, I'm going out with... If the Dodgers don't win the World Series this year, will they ever win it? Right? So uh, they're starting to heat up now. They're 20 and 8. Uh, they, they've they won the seven consecutive National League West titles, and it'll probably be eight at the, you know, when they win it this year. Uh, they've been to the World yep. Series twice, which they've lost. One has an asterisk with it. Uh, the other one, you know, the, the Red Sox beat them. Uh, they've made the playoffs 10 out of the last 13 seasons, to include this year, because they'll make the playoffs this year. They're top three in Major League Baseball and team payroll the last seven years. And this year they have a team ERA of a 2.65 and a team whip of 1.04. They're pl- 
plus 79 run differential. They're scoring almost six runs a game. If they do not win it this year, I don't, I, I, I can't see them ever winning it. This group. I, I, um, yeah, they, they, they seem to be a juggernaut, right? Um, you look up and down that lineup. Um, it's, it's, it's a long lineup. Um, they got people that can play all kinds of different positions. Some of them homegrown, some of them in terms of good trades, um, uh, for all the struggles that he's had during the playoffs, I, I, I still like Clayton Kershaw and would like to see him win um, if, if they have to. I'd like to see him beat the Astros and, and beat him into submission. But, you, you know, you had pointed out that they lost the last two World Series. They lost to the Red Sox. And, you know, there's there's speculation that yeah. the Red Sox also cheated them. So. Yeah. yeah, because it was the Astros bench coach. <laughs> that was their manager. Yeah. Yeah, so I just feel like – all right, what else can they do? What else could they improve? I, I just don't know what else they can improve. They just If they don't win it, I just I, I just don't see them. And, and now, like a season like this, there's no reason because none of their pitchers should be tired. It should be a prime. No. It should be prime at that, well, that point. And, and here, here's the scary thing for the rest of baseball is that they got a deep farm system too. I mean, they got some young talent that's just waiting in the wings. So – you know, if they don't win this year, I, I still think that they're 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 pretty well set for the uh, next few years. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, maybe, but maybe it's just not going to happen for them. Um, not that I care because I can't it, stand the Dodgers. Well, you know, uh, the National League team, we both have our rooting interest in the National League, so we can't root for them. No, no, we're definitely not rooting for them. Uh, it would be interesting if they would play uh, Houston in a, in a in the World Series this year. I, I would. I would definitely like to see something like that, but I, I don't know if Houston's gonna, it's gonna make it. But anything can happen. No, I, 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 I don't think Houston has. You know, they, they've had so many pitching injuries. You know, they, they, they've been actually they've been playing better as, as of late, and they should make the playoffs just because you know expanded. Fifty percent of the teams will make it, and you know, out west it's going to be the A's, uh, the Astros, and then everybody else. Yeah, and the, and the. The playoffs are the playoffs. You just got to work your way through it. And that's, I mean, the Dodgers would have to go through another layer of playoffs this year, right? Because there's more teams. Yes. Yeah. So, um, yeah, they'll have to go through another layer and, and, and then get to before they get to the series. So we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. We'll keep an eye on it. Um, we'll keep an eye on Gregory Polanco and his demise, according to you, that he's completely done. <laughs> uh, and then speaking of demise, we'll, we'll see if my, uh, if, if my pitching comes back and, and we'll, yeah, <laughs> we'll see. I, although, um, I, I think I, I don't have anybody going next couple of days, so I got a reprieve. Well, on that same topic, my, my team demise is only a, a week or two away. So, um, you know, I'm in the same boat. We're, we're just rearranging deck chairs on the Titanic, my friend. <laughs> okay. And, uh, yeah, we'll see if Rick can come out of that 5.5 pitching, uh, that he has <laughs> and uh yeah and I, i'm you know and i am open to a trade if anyone's interested um i'm, I'm like i said i i think it's the two bobs that probably should be picking up the phone and yeah i guess bill kind of waited out for another week to see if you know his 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 team keeps coming back his pitching is a little suspect uh of course actually i have more pitching points than bill so and my pitching is pretty bad so uh, he may be interested in a pitcher as well. Uh, or, or would you be interested in, like, if someone called you and, and offered a deal? Yeah, it would have to be the right deal. I just don't see, you know, being 35 and a half points behind Tom, I, I don't see, you know, I would love to try and sneak up to, to the money, but I'm still, <laughs> I'm still 18 and a half points out of the money. So I'd like to see what happens this week with, with my offense. And now that I have everybody back and hopefully I have the right players um, activated this, this week. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm always open to talk if it can better my team. Yeah. Okay. Where, where do you think you got some movement? Uh, I got to pick up, I, I got to get people playing. Yeah, um, okay. So yeah. offensively, yeah, I just yeah. need to get some, 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 um, some counting stats, if you will, um, moving. And that should happen. All right. Okay. All right. So, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll pick up with that next week. 
Um, we don't have any guests next week, so it'll be strictly, um, you know, we'll, we'll be going into the last, last month, right? When we, yeah, we, yeah, we'll be going into Happy the last quick. month. Uh, all right, we do have a trade deadline of, of when? A couple of days after the Major League Baseball deadline, right? Yeah, you know what? What we should do is um, I'll check out on uh, CBS website if everybody takes a look, but I want to say it's a week after, so probably like September, what do you say, like September 5th? Yeah, because. Is, is what yeah. I'm thinking? Yeah, that's about right. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be the, the Sunday after. And of course, we have the three day wait period and whatever. Um, yeah, so we'll see. We, we'll, after next week, we're in the last last stretch of this, and uh, it kind of looks like we're baseball is going to get through it. So, which is kind of cool. Here's hoping. Here's hoping. Yeah, All soon, right. As soon as I Keep said safe, that. Stay safe. All right, champ. I'll talk to you next week. See you.